I like to describe Weird Norfolk as a cabinet of curiosities containing forgotten folklore, paranormal experiences, odd places to visit, and just a, a real collection of interesting local history. I'm Shifra Connor and I'm the curator and researcher for Weird Norfolk. Fact, folklore, legend that relate to a whole manner of different things in the county, whether that be an artefact at Norwich Castle, whether that be an erratic stone left by a glacier. So I'm Stacia Briggs and I'm the writer for Weird Norfolk. This week we're talking about the ghost of Thetford Warren Lodge. Um, I've not actually ever been there myself. Have you been? No. Have you, have you yes, been to? I've been. Oh, yes, I've good. Seen it, yeah. At least someone knows it actually exists. Is it in <laughs> Thetford? It is. Yeah, yeah, right on the edge of the forest. <laughs> um, the building itself is one of several historic Warren Lodge buildings owned by the English Heritage in the area. Um, they were built as defendable lodges to protect gamekeepers and hunting parties from armed poachers. Um, there's no records, actually, to say whether this was actually had to be used in a defensive way. Um, so I don't know if anything ghastly happened there, apart from murdering all the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I find this story really quite hard to talk about because I, rabbits are my absolute favourite yeah, animals. Loves so the thought of a place where the poor things were killed um, it's really sad yeah. um it's quite an impressive structure as well because yeah. it, it's like on the scale of cow tower in norwich yeah. you know it's that sort of height yeah. with lots of windows all the, the pictures way up there, i've so. seen of it it looks amazing and i can i think people sometimes think it's it was more like a prison or something mm. else like, like that because it looks so fortified there's there it, are it, windows but they're quite it s- makes it clear just how important warning was in thetford and indeed anywhere and that you would build a structure so impressive to protect that industry. Uh, I mean, the Brex was was literally kind of a honeycomb of these Warrens, wasn't mm. it? It was a, it was it was famed across the country. Yeah, as I being think there were the like best, three or four of these buildings in the yeah. area, aren't there? So I mean, um, it was huge business, wasn't it? Rabbits. Massive. I mean, because at one time didn't they have a rabbit train, which I've seen photographs of, which used to leave from Norwich Station, and it was just full of rabbits mm. going off to. Sorry, going off to market. <laughs> they were no longer with us, were they? No, no yeah, they were going to the farm. <laughs> yeah, the big the farm other in side. the sky. Yeah. Yes, a rabbit train, though. It sounds, yeah. it sounds lovely, but possibly for us vegetarians, yeah. not quite so no. lovely. Um, it was actually in use, this one in particular was actually in use by Warreners until the 1930s. So it was actually fairly recently that it was stopped being used and and it was only stopped i think because it burnt down um although the main structure is still there so it must have just been the roof and the floors that actually burnt out um but um obviously with such a unusual building i guess that stands out there are ghost stories attached to it um was it it was owned by dulip singh as well wasn't it i don't know was it yeah the the maharaja Mm. owned it at one point 
Is that the one that's featured in Thetford yeah. Museum? Yeah, yeah. literally yeah. the most glamorous connection to Thetford imaginable. Yeah, mm. the Maharaja, he owned this warren, oh, uh, or this, this hunting lodge at one point. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously, like I said, it's it's such an unusual building. It's It kind of seems logical that it has some spooky stories attached to it. Um, the first spooky story seems to have a link to its rabbity history. It's quite an unusual one. <laughs> Um, it's said that on occasion a large white rabbit with flaming red eyes is seen around the entrance to the lodge Um, it says that anyone who sees the ghostly white rabbits will suffer a terrible misfortune it's kind of the anti-shuck yeah so white and a rabbit yeah but it has flaming red eyes it has does have like shook kind of sounding stuff to it to be honest with you um but obviously you can't tell that story without thinking of the white rabbit from the holy grail monty python's the the, holy grail or or the matrix or alice in wonderland or yeah all of those yeah all of those above i was quite interested that the that in other parts of the country large creatures that aren't dogs in particular or more likely to be rabbits or or other woodland creatures are called boggarts or bo- bo- right, boggarts. I've heard the word boggart, yeah. And bizarrely, in boggart land, it is more terrifying to be white than it is to be black. Oh, they really? are always white. So it's kind of a turnaround, isn't it? Because normally mm. black is, is considered to be the colour of the devil and the colour of, of kind of evil. It's always a black cat. It's always a black dog. It's not a white dog. Or, but, but with boggarts... It is so. So other ones would be calves, um, would be horses, and and there's another story about witches turning into hares and rabbits. Well, that's, there is a link to hares yeah. and rabbits with witches. Um, they were often seen. Rabbits were often seen as their like familiars. Yeah. Um, so there could be kind of a witchcraft link. Mm. And there's another. There's another famous big white rabbit. That's appeared, and um, apologies for the pronunciation. This is good research. I didn't know any of this. I'm good, aren't I? Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a rabbit called the Boam Rabbit, which is the Boam, B-A-U-M. It might be Baum, it might be... It's from your way, it's from your part of the world, isn't it, actually? It's Lancashire, kind of. Mm. B-A-U-M, Baum, Boam, Boam. Bum. Who knows? Let's call it the baum and not the bum because that takes away some of its oh, mystic. Oh, that's Oh, all right. It's up there, isn't it? Somewhere. <laughs> um, this <laughs> it's up north. Uh, it's called the boam rabbit, which is the monster from Rochdale, the rabbit monster from Rochdale. Um, and there's apparently a, par- a passage in Rochdale leading to St Mary's Church called the boam, and it's called. It's actually known as the boam rabbit because rabbit is what they call oh, rabbits, right. apparently. And it, it jumps out. Uh, it's been jumping out and scaring people in Rochdale uh, since the mid-17th century. I never knew rabbits had, and... like, a, a a darker side. A white darker side. Yeah. Yes, apparently I so. I didn't... I thought, I thought um, the Thetford one was, like, the only one. And well, I thought it was a bit of an anomaly. But I found a story of, a, like of an. I mean, not saying I'm not saying the bone rabbit in case it comes to me at night, and all the one at Thetford isn't real. I'm sure they both are. I did find a case of a real monster rabbit um, <laughs> in 1979. Jimmy Carter, president of the United States, went fishing, 
And while he was fishing, his boat was attacked by a swimming rabbit that Carter had to fight <laughs> off with an oar. <laughs> Uh, there are pictures of the rabbit both approaching and fleeing and the boat. Yeah. So there are pictures of Jimmy Carter fighting a giant rabbit in the water. That's really so not Only they'd had a Warren Lodge. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We don't know if it was the bone rabbit on, on kind of why a... why it did that. I don't know. Maybe it didn't like him. It's a bit like Watership Down. Because they, they swim in that. And there's that really evil one, isn't there, oh in Watership Down? What's that old, evil one called? Oh, what's his name? That film... Absolutely. I love that film. Me. I know, but watching it as a child, that is not oh, a film. What is, the, what is the big. Do you know the one? Have no. you seen Watership Down? No. Bright eyes <gasps> burning <laughs> like fire. That's <laughs> 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 so sad. But yeah, that is not the rabbit. I don't it's think It's not Bigwig because he's no. the good, good one, isn't yeah. he? But yeah, so rabbits are bizarrely far more malevolent than we might have yeah. thought. And have, I have been... to watch out for Tilly now. Yeah, <laughs> she might get there's me. another story in Wales of a rabbit, a shape-shifting rabbit ghost that appears as a sheep, as everything does in Wales, and then becomes a rabbit when you come towards it with evil teeth. A rabbit in sheep's clothing. Yeah, a rabbit in sheep's clothing, absolutely. And, and how, what makes its teeth evil? <laughs> they're just big. They're big. <laughs> And I've got a Norfolk ghost story about a rabbit as well. Have you? That I found on a forum for a long she's time ago. Work. She was like, oh, I don't know what to say about this. I don't one. know anything I about this. And now, like, I'm not it's like when you say when you can't have an exam when you're doing your GCSEs yeah, and, and you say, ter- yeah, I've done really badly bad. there. I didn't know anything. And then you get A, a star. I did that too. Um, so this is somebody who had a rabbit. I won't name the rabbit because it was a forum and I shouldn't really have taken it off. Um, he was a great pet, very sweet. Um, it's, it's, it's not brilliantly written this story but it is a child I think so let's let them off every day when I came home he'd stick his nose through the bars of his cage and let me pet him but a few months ago when I got back from school he was dead Aww. oh no um, so every few weeks passed the hutch was still there and when he realised he wasn't in the cage he cried but then he felt cold air on him and it sounded like he could hear the rabbit walking in the hutch and then he had some weird experiences near the hutch and until he cleaned it, which is a bit worrying, isn't it? Since it's been t- several weeks since the rabbit's died in there. I think he's taken the I'd, rabbit I'd, out. I'd hope he'd taken the rabbit he out. He had taken the rabbit out, I think. Um, he had a feeling of sadness sweep over him. And then he cleaned it because it felt like it was trying to tell him something. Mm. And uh, he cleaned it out and a feeling of happiness came over me. And I feel that whenever I go near his hutch, it's like he wants me to know I'm, he's there. Um, he's a special. He was a special pet, so I'm thinking he's maybe trying to help me cope with the death. Or he senses I miss him. And he's trying to let me still know. The weird thing is, though, I don't have any feelings come over me when I'm near his grave. Well, that would kind of make sense because his life was in the. But he spoke to his vicar, and the vicar said that it's nonsense and it's highly unlikely that animals can become spirits or have life after death. That's a bit grim. A bit harsh, yeah. isn't it? I don't think that's the message that we want from. They our try local... to. They do those animal services. Yeah, they are alive. Yeah, but you'd think that they would, if they were servicing to the animals, that they would think they'd have a soul. Church of England did them. I don't think Catholic churches do them. I don't think Catholics believe that animals have spirits. I think you can definitely get spirit animals. I've read a few... Actually, this is a nice little tie-in to the next story for Thetford. Did you know this? You can't have seen my notes, can you? No. 
So um, in researching the next story for the Thetford Royal Notch, which I'll tell you in a minute, I watched quite a few YouTube videos um, of paranormal investigations there. And there was one guy who did a paranormal investigation there. Let me just find his name. Chris Holton, who actually does a really cool YouTube channel called Haunted Earth TV, and he goes does lots of documentaries. They're good. They're interesting. Um, he was doing his paranormal investigation of the, the Warren Lodge, and he was saying that at the beginning, he said, um, you might find on this recording, you hear a lot of purring sounds. Um, it's because my cat recently passed away and she's attached herself to me. So whenever he came on the camera or was speaking, you could hear this, like, it sounded like a cat's purr. It was really weird. And when he was off camera, you didn't get it. So it was almost like she was somehow connected. Wow. So whenever she saw him through the camera or something, she started purring. Is that the next story? That's related. It's not the next Ooh. story, but it's related. That was a little because he was investigating the next story at the lodge again. At the lodge. So this yeah. is a different one to the one we put on this about the. Um... No, no. So he was invest. So let's just clear up what the next story is. <laughs> I thought we'd never get there. <laughs> That's where it's it's be a like long it. and winding road, Richard. You have to come on the journey. So apart from the the rabbit, um, there is another apparition that's seen at the lodge, which is pretty creepy actually oh, the two there are horrific um they seem to be linked to the nearby leper hospital um which was on it's where the great is it london road graveyard um yeah it's the leper Lon- hospital uh, st margaret yeah which is now on the london Ro- london road cemetery is on the site of the leper hospital which is about two miles away um so it wouldn't be beyond the realms of belief that lepers might be sent to the for- the area to you know forage for food and stuff like that. Um, so it's said that a figure with a strange two-dimensional face can be seen gibbering horribly and terrifying witnesses as it wanders close to the lodge. And an eerie face has been reported looking out from the first floor windows of the building, even though there is no longer <laughs> any <laughs> floors. In 2011, a man was seen peering from a second-floor window wearing blue and white clothing and boasting gaping black holes where his eyes and mouth should have been. They are both pretty disturbing, aren't yeah. they? I mean, it sounds like they could be the same apparition, doesn't it? Two, uh, what is a two-dimensional face? Like a drawing? Yeah. So, like a slender man. Oh. But, it, uh, yeah, a gibbering horribly and terrifying witnesses. It wanders the area close to the lodge. See, that, that kind of, that both being associated with the face, obviously um, people suffering with leprosy would sometimes like lose details on their face, wouldn't they? Yeah. So maybe that's what makes me think it's like related to the leper hospital. And um, was, there are some... Was the uniform blue and white? No, I have, I did look, no. The, the most thing, um, they would normally carry bells with them. To make it obvious they had mm, leprosy. Yeah, Um so there's nothing about bells or anything, but obviously if, if someone who had leprosy maybe had something wrong with their mouth or something, that might cause them to kind of jib, jibber. Ooh. Really... Or if they were just boring. <laughs> yeah. Can we go back to the nice rabbits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got yeah, three points I want to make about the rabbits. First of all, that none of you have mentioned. First of all is that rabbits' feet are meant to be lucky. Yeah, not so, for the rabbit. No, not for the rabbit. So there's that one. <laughs> the second thing is, rabbits are very often associated with magicians, so yes. magic yeah. and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And the third thing is that 
rabbits have big feet. And Bigfoot has been known <laughs> to be in that area. And this is a large rabbit that that looks a bit like Bigfoot. So <laughs> if I it. don't know, if you were thinking of trying to attract it, how would you do that? I'm not doing it. Noise like a lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the whole rabbit's foot thing is is strange, isn't it? Carrying a rabbit's foot is lucky. Mm. I wonder why they think but that. Is that traveller gypsy tradition? I don't know. I don't know like heather, where it came it? from. Yeah, and the yeah, rabbits out of a hat. They they they're kind of a fertility symbol, aren't they? Mm. Well, it's like Easter kind of. Yeah. But why? But why? I mean, is it because they appear because in they abundance? Like, yeah. yeah. At that time I of year, or do they just, just breed all the year round? To it... be fair, I think they breed all the year. They are round. pretty much at yeah. it, yeah. it like rabbits. Yeah. As the delightful expression <laughs> goes, what's the connection with them and witches? I know there is one. I think it's just that they were um, often seen as their familiars. As their familiars, or they they turned well, both. into it's like the, the familiars, um, but also the witch could morph into or, or take the shape of a rabbit or a hare. Uh, to be fair, I think it's probably more likely ha- it was more common hares because hares are quite mystical, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And they have all sorts of. I mean, but the rabbits ha- rabbits have actually quite a lot of folkloric history in other um, countries. They, in in Japan, there's a massive association with the moon. Mm. Which is really, and obviously, then hairs here have an association with the moon. It's amazing hair. Yeah. yeah, it's quite. It's really interesting. But also, you think about in you know the sort of the medieval times and 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 even earlier than that. I mean, the abundance of fur, which mm. would have been available mm. for people in in our particular climate yeah. to keep warm. So you can understand why that there would have been yeah, a lot I think of rabbits. With, I think rabbits, though, they were a, a prized commodity. It wasn't not everybody had access to rabbits. They, only the rich had access to rabbits, which seems mad now because obviously, every, you know, you see rabbits in the wild all over the place. But at the time, that's why they were kept in warrens, because they were precious and not everybody had them. Only the, ri- the very rich had access to rabbit fur. So. I think it's interesting that the ghost that's seen is a giant rabbit, like a giant, giant rabbit, mm. not just a, a rabbit. rabbit. Whereas with Shuck, it's a big black dog. dog, A big black dog. <laughs> a big black dog. Whereas the rabbit is ginormous and human-sized. Because I suppose the thought of seeing a normal-sized white rabbit, even if it had red eyes, which it would have, mm. because it would yeah, be albino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wouldn't be particularly frightening, would it? I mean, out of those three ghosts, you're going to want to see the rabbit and not the gibbering... Um... But if you see the rabbit, it probably means you're going to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had to add something in to make it a downer. Yeah. If you look in its eyes or regardless... Just in general. We're all going to die. But we've had lots of those stories, but if you if you see it, you die. Mm. And that's why we argued that Mm. We, you don't get many stories because people see them and dying. Yeah, they can't they can tell, tell you the story. Yeah. Maybe people are seeing that rabbit every day. All the time. <laughs> oh God! I just need to call weird. Oh no, <laughs> I've gone. <laughs> and there's not much service out here. I can't let anyone know. I quite <laughs> unless like the the white rabbit at Thetford is like a almost like a grim reaper sort of entity. To carry a scythe. Well, no, I was just thinking in Watership Down, obviously there's the black rabbit of Inlay. Is it Inlay? Yes, yes. It? And he's like I the black love, rabbit of death. I love the fact you do so much of your research by film and television. I know. Brand. I mean, have <laughs> rabbits featured in the X-Files? <laughs> do you know... I've... No. Oh. I don't think they have. No. 
I don't... And then the other thing that's just sprung to mind now when you said White Rabbit, first of the month. Mm. Yes, Rabbit, Rabbit, Rabbit. Yeah, absolutely, that you have to say it We didn't do that. We did Pinch Punch first, first of the month, month no, no returns. returns. Obviously, because we, we got did. to punch each other. Yeah. <laughs> we, we used to have to say White Rabbit. Did you? Oh, we yeah. had Pinch Punch first day of the month and no returns. My dad was mean. He always used to just punch me. <laughs> but every time, because I'd forget every single yeah, time. Yeah, that's what my dad did as yeah. well. What is wrong with dads? Why do they think it's just an excuse to punch their children, isn't it? <laughs> Not very hard, but, you know, hard enough. And a pinch as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. But we, yeah, we didn't have white rabbits. White rabbits is more northern, isn't it? Although you're northern-ish. Well, I'm a bit of a mix, aren't I? Yeah, true. Sorry. Whereas I'm, yeah, Norfolk through and through. So have we solved this one? I don't think we have, have we? Or is it? Is there a connection? Well, is, it, is it cryptozoology, this? I, I, I think that he's more shucky. So he's folkloric. The ghost is interesting. Um... I suppose the really interesting thing about the rabbit being seen at the rabbit warren is you would assume that if there was a rabbit to be seen at the hunting lodge, even if you create it to be massive and gigantic, it wouldn't be white. I wonder if in the entire time they had, they must have had genetic abnormalities they might have done, that yeah, caused albino rabbit. rabbits. And you can imagine that before you knew that was a thing, before you knew that was possible that the appearance of any white rabbit... Would have been seen as an have, omen. Oh, my word. Like a white I mean, deer is seen as yeah, an omen, isn't and, it? And, and, and you would have been any white creature appearing, which would have just probably been through a chromosome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, kind of mix-up. It it would have thrown people into into apoplexy, wouldn't it? Yeah. They would have had no idea. It's same with people, wasn't it? If people were albino... Yeah. It's also um, anything that was unexplained, though, like, uh, obviously, eclipses yeah. were seen as, you know... End of the world. End of the world. It's just all those things that people couldn't explain. Hasn't the internet made life rubbish on that? <laughs> no, it's just ruined everything, It's ruined hasn't everything, it? hasn't it? We know all this stuff. There's we know no about mystery Albino, and somebody will bore you with science about how it happens and make it not magical. Look, I've got a picture in my head now of going up there to this place and seeing this rabbit in a little white sheet. Yes. Oh. And that's why it was white. <laughs> yeah, a little ghost rabbit. A little ghost that rabbit. would be really cute. Don't look in its eyes, Richard, in that dream. Don't no, look in its eyes. No, Keep away. <laughs> Keep away from the ghost rabbit. And if anyone comes near you with gaping mouth and eyes where black holes, then yeah. it, it, ditto. And if a face appears in one of the windows, don't wave. Don't, don't wave. Don't encourage don't it. Don't wave. There was don't one more thing I just wanted to bring up, which I thought was really interesting. So, um... This Chris Holton picked up some EVPs, um, which is EVP. which is electronic voice phenomena on like a little recording device, and um, it sounded like it, I can't remember what he was saying it was like yeah or something like that. And a commenter on the video made a really interesting point, saying that um, when investigating sites as old as this one, would it be more beneficial to talk to them in the kind of dialect of their time because they're not going to understand our English, because it's so, so dr- dramatically different to how they spoke at the time. Um, which then kind of led me on to thinking, is there about why EVPs are mostly in English? And it's, it's, is it just because that's how we interpret the sounds as being words that we understand, rather than... Them and I say, if the ghost had been there for ages, it would have kind of got up with the lingo. And it would be giving... But if it's a ghost for a rabbit, you'd have to make... But I'm thinking about, like, the... the... What do you think a a giant ghost (laughs) rabbit would sound like? I'm trying to have a serious, like, conversation. (laughs) Like, a serious thought about the paranormal, and you're trying to make me make Bigfoot 
rabbit sounds. Always. Always. I'm not going to speak for the rest of it now. <laughs> you can do this podcast by yourselves. We had this conversation yesterday where she said about... I can talk on her behalf because we've done this conversation, didn't we, yesterday? She's not speaking. <laughs> and uh, we said that, you know, should you in fact try... And she's desperately wanting to come in now, aren't you? Um, uh, should you try and contact people in the dialect of when they are supposed to be from? And... Um, and I can't remember what the answer was. And she went, tell me. <laughs> tell me. Tell me what it is. <laughs> well, oh, should, we, should, we, should we leave Shifa with the final word? Yeah, go on then. More about EVP voice phenomena another time. Yes. I'm in a grump now. <laughs> We've got an extra special treat for you today. We're always interested in hearing your ghost stories, and today we have James Coates, who's joined us to tell us two of his ghost stories. Yeah, okay, so there's two stories, and I'm sort of racking my brains to remember how they go. Um, But they both... I was told both these stories when I was a kid, and I went to the Priory School in Great Yarmouth. Um, And the first story is about the Priory School ghost. Um, And... How it went years years ago when the priory wasn't a school, it was a priory. Mm-hmm. There was a for some reason an Egyptian princess visited the priory, and she died or or something happened anyway. And there was a there was a mum there was a mummy that was walled up in the wall of the priory, which I think is not a story. That's true. There really mm-hmm. was a mummy in the wall of the priory. Anyway, and years later when it was a school, they were doing some work. And there was this horrible smell, and no one could understand where this smell was coming from. Um, and then there used to be a knocking sound at night, and there was someone like the guy who lived, there was someone who lived at the school, or the vicar, or someone. Anyway, and they would hear this knocking and this smell, and they couldn't understand what it was. And like weeks went past, and they did some more, and they found this mummy in the wall, and they took it out and they buried it in the graveyard. And I think for a little while it was okay. But every so often this smell would return and they'd hear this knocking again. Anyway, and they ended up, they, they sort of pulled the wall down again to see what had happened. And they found that there was still some remains and there was a leg. Oh. They found the leg of the mummy was still in the wall. Um, and they took the leg out and they buried the leg with the rest of it. And then it all stopped and it was okay again. And the, and the story was that the sound and the knocking was the Egyptian princess hopping around looking for her <laughs> leg. <laughs> so they used to tell like, to each other. Yeah, well, it was just like, kids used to tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was some of it is historically accurate. I think yeah, they yeah. really were doing. There really was a did mummy. You ever and it really was. I didn't, but people used to say I was in the library and I saw this. <laughs> I saw a head hopping along behind the bookshelves. <laughs> and, you know, used to get people excited seeing things like oh, that. That's know. a brilliant. But story. it was a yeah. I mean, I'd, I've always sort of thought I'd like to find out what's true and what's not. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was probably in the 50s, maybe, okay. they were doing the work. But that was a good story. But then we used to, um, every year with the school, we used to go camping at Whitwell, at Whitwell Hall. Mm-hmm. And I think they still do camping there. And there used to be a pond, which was called the Mad Miller's Pond. And we used to have this story about the Mad Miller. Um, and the way I remember it was that there was a, mill- there was a field next to Whitwell Hall that had a big windmill in it. 
and the miller was well known for being a horrible like he was like a miser and like basically a horrible old man and he had a wife and lots of people suspected his wife was a witch and she had a black cat and stuff mm-hmm. and they were sort of they didn't really mix with anybody and they had a bad reputation anyway they had a bad season or something and they and and times were hard and they were arguing all the time and the miller um he he went out and went to drown his sorrows in the in the pub in Reefham, I think. So, mm-hmm. and I think the pub's still there. Um, and he was coming home at night. And he'd spent all his money, and he would like didn't know what he was going to do. And his wife had stayed at home, and she she was like tearing her hair out, you know, thinking they were going to starve or something. And sort of on his on his way home, he basically held up did a sort of highwayman bit and held up a coach, and I think it was like the I think it was like the postal coach or something. Uh-huh. And he held him up and he killed someone and he robbed all the money. And it was in, I think it was in like coin purses kind of thing. And he mm-hmm. tied him around his waist and he was going home. And anyway, there was a big storm and he and it was dark and it was raining and he couldn't see where he was going. And he slipped and he fell into the pond and that was a Mad Miller's Pond. Oh. And as he was trying to claw his way out of the pond, the weight of all the gold oh in his tied around his waist pulled him under the pond and he drowned in the a pond moral tale. but at the same time at the exact moment he drowned in the pond the witchy wife a black cat jumped off of her lap and knocked over the oil lantern and that set the mill ablaze and she burnt to death at the same time as oh, he drowned in the pond like and if you go there at midnight <laughs> at a certain time of the year they'll You'll see the ghost go from where the mill was to where the pond was, and the ghosts go and meet each other. Oh, and you can wow. hear the cat wailing. <gasps> That's wow. a brilliant one. That's yeah. a really good one. That's a good one for the campfire at Whitwell. Yeah. 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 Oh, thank you so much. That's They're really, really You're good. Welcome. That second one's giving me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love one so hard. We'd love to hear your comments, your thoughts, and your weird stories. Just contact us at weirdnorfolk at archant.co.uk. Thanks for listening to this week's Weird Norfolk episode. You can find us every week in the Eastern Daily Press on page 13 of the Weekend Supplement. You can also find an archive of all of our stories at edp24.co.uk. And if you're feeling social, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Weird Norfolk. Weird Norfolk podcast is a Richard Fair production for the Eastern Daily Press.